I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today, we watched the 1987 Will Vinton Claymation Christmas Celebration. Happy Holiganza, everyone! Happy Holiganza! This is our last This is our I last know. one. And I think it's fairly safe to say that we had a better time with this one than the last two. Yes. 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 And hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. The synopsis is pretty easy. Um, it's really just a, a anthology segment with inserts uh, featuring Rex and Herb, the two um, co-hosts of, of the special. Uh, one's kind of more stuffy and other one's more of a party dude. Um, and they introduce the shorts and stuff. Um, and then, uh, their, their main plot line is that some people appear that are singing here, they come a waffling and Rex is like, well, it should be wassailing. And then there's like this debate over, well, what does that mean though? And that's kind of the recurring segment as people having different things that they say that isn't wassailing and Rex trying to be like, no, it should be this. Um, but other than that, we just got anthology segments with different Christmas songs, sometimes sung, sometimes mostly instrumental, um, mostly using claymation. There is one segment that uses a different animation style. Um, and also the California Raisins are in here. Woohoo! So what did we think of this? So good. I just, I, wonderful songs, oh, incredible singing. And just enjoyed the claymation. Just so much fun. Just just brings back such happy memories. Just, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's good. I'm trying to think of, a, uh, uh, of something more descriptive. Like, technically, uh, the claymation is, is really good. This, the uh, characters that they uh, build and animate through it. Urban, uh, Rex are, uh, are very funny and you can see in like Rex's mannerisms how uptight he is. And then, and that's the ones that you kind of stick with. You also have the other anthology ones and you have little vignettes that are very, uh, entertaining. Uh, and the, the music is good. The interpretations of the songs are, you know, they're not all necessarily true to, the original, some have uh, more modern twists, and they're but they're all very good songs. Modern for 1987. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Contemporary for that time. Yes. And it's also an interesting time capsule in how it is structured. It cuts to commercials. Um, so, yeah, like, it's, it's good. Yeah, uh, this is definitely one I watched a bunch as a kid uh it's it was fun then it's fun now uh, i definitely have some issues with it but it's still just overall so nostalgic and and warm and the music's really good uh, and i oh, i managed to find a um cd version of the soundtrack that even has some extra songs and stuff but it's it's good that i can listen to some of these songs in good quality and I'm sorry, this is just like, to me, the epitome of snuggled up on the couch with blankets, Christmas socks, you know, sipping actually some good hot cider and and having warm cookies that you're baking and I don't know, just cozy Christmas vibes. 
Let's get specific. So this uh, special was originally broadcast in December of 1987. Uh, it debuted alongside A Garfield Christmas, and the two continued to be aired back-to-back in subsequent years. Uh, Rex and Herb, our hosts, uh, appeared in previous Will Vinton videos dating back to 1980, including uh, Dinosaur, which I think was their first one. Uh, but this Christmas special is the first one in which they actually have dialogue and contemporary personalities, oh. uh, vaguely parodying Siskel and Ebert, respectively. Hmm, okay. So what do we what do we think about the story and characters as they are? I, I think Rex and Erber are, are a good odd pair. One serious, one silly, uh, one bookish kind of nerd, the other one more party guy. Um, yeah. I've always loved Rex, and I just love his almost, him maintaining his composure, but kind of like snarling underneath his, you know, yeah. whatever, his frustration at Herb. Yeah, the uh, the through line with the the host is... It's funny and engaging, and I do like how we got uh, still some background on some of the songs, or or just kind of a little intro with like, oh, the California raisins or whatever. Yeah, uh, I I liked the little the the other aspect of that too. Definitely. I did like when Herb was annoying him with the bell, and I was like, good, yes. you deserve it, because you were being fat-phobic at him. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just, like, wiggling <laughs> in his face. It's like, it's not driving you off. It's supposed to, what, it, was it evil spirits or something? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was funny. Yes. I, I... <laughs> I wrote that during the Christmas tree segment uh, when it started zooming in on it. So it it starts and there's kids and it zooms in on the Christmas tree. And then inside of an ornament, there's a little scene going on. And then after a little bit there, it starts zooming in on another tree. And Valerie said, no, and then it was terrifying. And then she repeated her her horror as it zoomed in on another one inside there. She wasn't prepared for the inception of of this Christmas tree segment. Who's real? I'm glad it didn't circle back. I think the answer is either they're all real or they're all fake. I'm glad it didn't circle back to zooming in on the kids. It went to the star and then kind of... Flashed. Yes, and I'm like, okay. I like the implication that Santa and Mrs. Claus are in an ornament of the of a tree that's in the workshop for their elves. I know. I'm like, who's real to who? That's why. I it's know. just a li- it's just a little version of them. The real ones are in. Who can say? Uh, who knows? Uh, I thought the California raisin segment was cute too. They they have cute little personalities. Like we only got snippets of, but I liked the kind of jovial joking friendly nature they have with each other and and they're you know calling the the one with the big nose rudolph or whatever and he's like kind of quietly says come on guys at some point yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. They, they point at him and he's like no or like why he got, yeah like, yeah motions and the other one motions at their nose I'm yeah like, you've got the nose he's like come on guys <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a little annoyed but he's mostly just kind of taking it in stride yes yeah they and then the camels have always been my absolute favorite. Love those camels. Yes. Those doo-wop camels. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that one where the uh, the three wise men or the three kings first maybe seem a little surprised, but then they kind of lean into it. And at the end, one of them like does the drumming. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very cute. And does the, oh yeah, at the end. Yeah. 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 Do you want to talk more about the animation? Because it's all kind of together 
but I think sure. we want to talk about the animation yeah. and how it influences characters too. So, yeah, I mean the oh my gosh, the camel designs were amazing. You know, I I really enjoyed the wise men too, and and I love Rex. I love how Rex looks, especially and just how so he'll many talk of out them. of the corner of his mouth sometimes mm-hmm. when he's grumpy, mm-hmm. which is most a lot of the, he's grumpy all the time. But yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. how he moves his arms and hands a lot. And he has a hold of Herb at some point, yes. and he has to let him go to, like, finish talking. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, Herb gets away from him. Uh, I I really like, in the Carol of the Bells segment, mm. the, the annoying bell, the main bell guy. Uh, my favorite part of that segment, because I think it's funny, but also I love the, the animation on his face and how it displays his character so well is when he hits himself in the face to squash a fly and then he's like he's like grossed <laughs> out by the mallet and he's like this this face of utter disgust and he like tosses it and then he like starts surreptitiously kind of being like oh, can I can I take if I could just oh he's like oh I lost mine yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of like oh, if I could take yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really yeah. It's very funny. Yeah, he's yeah. And I don't know if they quite got that, but he's trying to take the yes, other people's the, the character the character animation on the, on this guy in that part especially just like says so much about him that he's like ew nasty things, but then he's like, "Oh, well, I lost my thing." But I still need to do this. So I'm gonna try to see if I can just steal from the. Oh, oh sorry, you noticed me. Well, I did lose mine. <laughs> just, it's funny. <laughs> the one below him, I didn't see. That guy didn't use his mallet a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah, like uh, no, it feels like they you know mapped the notes to whatever bells. Uh, so you see the same ones kind of hit for the the different lines of the song. Yeah, but the one below the kind of star bell. I didn't see him move a lot. Like, actually play a note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But what I liked from that one was the uh, conductor Quasimodo, like, his hair moving and all of that. Like, I really liked his conducting animation. Definitely. And the the bell that, you know, lost his mallet that squished the fly. I mean, he had such, I think, like, buck teeth or armor. He had one big tooth. tooth, And that was the only teeth. Okay. And, oh, my God. He just... Such a good, like, almost goobery look. I don't know. It was so well done. And then it was a total crack up when the bells would hit themselves. They would, you know, shake and yeah, reverberate, yeah. you yes. know. <laughs> but they're all so serious about it, except for the one guy. Yeah, in the beginning, while they were introing the uh, the conductor, like, talking about him, all the bells are, like, tapping themselves, like, tuning themselves. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's very funny. Like, when Quasimodo held up the, like song sheet and it's just one note yeah and i'm like so do you have for all of them individual notes or i mean more likely this guy's a problem it's like this is the note the one note that you play hit yourself (laughs) and of course the the punchline with that is that you know he threw away his mallet he's not able to steal another mallet and he's just kind of like "Eh." and yeah and and he has the final note and then it rings perfectly at the end, and you see Quasimodo, the the conductor, with the slingshot behind his back. And yeah. It's, it's cute. I really liked, um, in the walrus uh, ice skating segment, I felt the cartooniness was of the animation was even pushed further in terms of just, like, this, this stretching, squashing, just silliness of it was 
was fun. They felt very elastic despite being claymation characters. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was like a cartoon segment you'd see in Looney Tunes or something. Um, the kind of framing of it all and the way that they moved and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love the timing of as these walruses would, would dance and whatever. They, they were almost like they were... Um, bowling balls or bowling pins and they would knock the these little penguins and the way the penguins it would be perfect with the timing how they would come out like one at a time or or wobble out or you know from something because it was all to the tune of angels we have heard on high just Mm -hmm. an instrumental version of that Mm-hmm. And it was syn- synchronized perfectly to that. Yeah, those those penguins did try to kill them at the end, though. I know, yeah, just yeah, drown them. Yeah, they- it's like I, personally, my thoughts on this is those penguins could have left the ice while these two were ice skating. Yes, could have just <laughs> gone off into the snow a bit and just waited, and they wouldn't have been in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of on them. Maybe and then they-, they tried to do a murder. <laughs> Maybe that's their ice. Maybe they just wanted a nice territory. I mean, at some point you can be like, this is my road, but are you going to stand there while a semi runs you over? Get out of the way of the thing while it's there. That's all I'm saying. In that segment too, not only I think I, I loved how they not only animated, of course, the walruses, but the snow. And then at like the very end and like, and, and a few different times throughout that number where the snow would like burst open or they would hit it like a bowling ball and it would, and it would, you know, like supposedly splash out. And it was just really well done. Uh, oh, I also do have a fun fact, which is that the Joy to the World segment uh, used stylized flat an- animation resembling paintings and stained glass windows. Yeah. Um, and of, is, of course, the only segment in here that's that's kind of animated in that way uh, compared to the claymation. Um, and it's, so it's very visually distinctive, I think. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was very, uh, very sweet. Lots of yes. uh, morphing to like people's faces uh, adults, children, and then like you could tell like either parents or something like that, uh, and then the hands, uh, like reaching up. It was very abstract. No, it was lovely. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know when I was younger, one of the segments I cared least about just because it was less interesting for me as a kid. But I appreciate it a whole lot more now. Just the the art- artistry of it and also the the rendition of joy to the world is really good too which we can talk more in sound design but yeah it's a it's a good segment it also began with um zooming in on this beautiful um little chapel out in in a forest um and and then stained glass with stained glass windows and it was just beautiful yeah and then of course zoomed in on the stained glass and then went into all of the the different animation not, not much of a point of talking about what if a claymation Christmas special was live action. So let's just talk about the music. Um, it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I love the kind of, uh, I, th- I think mom uh, was saying some of this earlier outside of the pod, maybe, uh, but about the, the We Three Kings, uh, the balance between the kind of more traditional singing and the doo-wop stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of that back and forth. Mm-hmm. I really love that. 
Yeah, and the actual, the singing itself was just amazing because the Three Kings had that variety of like tenor, but then like a deep bass voice and others. And again, they're they're singing in that classical style. And then you have the contrast with the doo-wop and it was just beautifully done. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't really have... I, I tried to look a little bit, but I was only seeing voice credits for um, for Urban Rex. Um, I probably could have. I'm sure I could have found for the for the uh, California Raisins, assuming that they have a they're normally voiced by a certain group or something. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure who was doing what as far as most of the singing and stuff. I'm curious, especially if there might have been some crossover with the California Raisin singers. Um, into the the doo-wop stuff with the camels or not. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, or even uh, even the more traditional singing too. I'm not sure, but I could see that feasibly. I would guess yes. I know on the credits they had singers, but it wasn't yeah. connected to characters. If I don't think I saw that. Yeah. But maybe IMDb would have connected them or... Uh... IMDb just had the two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but... No, I mean, all this, all the singing was great. There's actually, I guess there's not like a ton, a ton of singing. There's all the wassailing things. Yeah. There's We Three Kings. Carol of the Bells doesn't have singing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christmas Tree is like a children's choir. Angels We mm-hmm. Have Heard on High, no singing. Joy to the World, that one obviously had singing. And then Rudolph Redness Rangers, the California Raisins. And then the kind of a group singing of We Wish You a Merry Christmas at the end. Yeah. As the credits roll. But no, it all sounds great. Um, it's it's good music. Yeah, and I you might have even said this or alluded to this earlier. It's it's wonderful even just to listen to, like listening to this on a track, you know, and having this play on Christmas is is wonderful. But it's so such. It brings it to a new level getting to watch the claymation, and it's just such again a, so much a life warm. I know, just a, such a warm, good, happy feeling. I don't know because also like the um, the town and the 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 tree center where Rex and Herb are, and all of that almost kind of reminds me. You know, uh, it, you know the uh, village, the Christmas villages, and things that you can buy and you can add different figurines to. Different oh yeah, things. like the little models. Yeah, sure. um, just kind of get that vibe. That yeah. just really neat, neat vibe. Also, I got to call out the California raisins. Like, I could see why they're popular, just in terms of that was a good song. Like, that was maybe my favorite. In rendition, I've heard of Rudolph and his mm-hmm. reindeer. It's it's very. They have a lot of fun. Uh, each of them will do different vocal things. One guy had this really high note. I like the the one where he was singing uh, at a, a kind of mid mid range, and then he like went down deep down into the low and kept it there. Like just some really good singing. <laughs> okay. Also, I don't want to forget this is. Really has nothing to do with anything but wassail. Okay, the you know the because the the thing yeah. they kept coming back to the wassailing Here we come a wassailing. is or waffling yeah. or waddling. But I was thinking or wallowing, that, right? But I was thinking that wassail that they name a drink like wassail is is is. Am I just totally? I mean, off they base? might also do that, but that's not right because like I used to like think when I would think of my favorite drink, but I think. That if they if there is a drink, you know that they they say wassail. I think in essence it's kind of like a 
um, hot apple cider type drink. I mean, that might also be true, but I, I don't think that's the origin of it. Right. And that's what I <laughs> that's what I was always thinking that it was a drink. But yeah, I so mean, I the, the elves <laughs> that come and actually talk about what wassailing means do have drinks. So. Right, right. But yeah, so, so it was, and I know um, Valerie, you know, mentioned this earlier, it, it was fun to kind of get some of this back history for not only songs, but things, and even again, like wassailing. Yeah. So... Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I wrote, Rex, stop hating fat people challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly, it's honestly kind of the biggest uh, negative for me is that Rex is just like constantly bagging on Herb for, for being fat or eat and or eating in general. And then the, he looped in the uh, ice dancer as yeah, well. Yes, yes. Yeah, which... There's obviously some amount of weight that's part of the comedy of the ice skating segment. But mostly to me, it reads that it's because they're so clumsy. And then the final thing where they crack through the ice is obviously weight-based. Um, right. But I, that I was think more... the guy is clumsy. Yeah. But it seemed like she was coming out unscathed. So it's, it seemed to me like she wasn't. Like she was a Maybe. good dancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Rex just like... Is constantly bagging on fatness as a concept. And then, you know, one of the final visual gags is that Herb's eaten so much that he's big and fat and round or whatever. And like, honestly, good for him. But, you know, it's supposed to be comedic and we're supposed to be like, oh, look at this big slob and be kind of more on Rex's side of being annoyed with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, because he's kind of, he's bursting out of his clothes. His yeah, clothes yeah. Are, yeah, is, is too and big. Yeah, I'd say that's the biggest negative is, is just that Rex keeps doing that. And it does make me like his character a little less than I used to because he's just constantly fat phobic. Yeah. Not constantly, but it is a lot. Like it there's a lot of jazz. There's a couple of segments without like of them talking without it, but it's in too many of them. Yeah, just taking jabs. And I like them jabbing at each other. That can be fun. But when it's like an actual being a bigot towards them about a thing, that's less fun. Um, anything else for this segment that comes to mind for you guys? Um, I think, I feel like with the, when were the Rankin and Bass stuff created? Uh, from the like 60s through the 80s. Yeah. Most of the well-known ones are earlier rather than in the 80s. Yeah, I it's a weird uh like media culture where like the f- things created in the 50s, 60s feel more timeless. And so this feels dated yeah. because it is made in the 80s. And so so it it dates itself in a way that it's not bad or anything, but either the style of music or like the the colors and things feel from a time. Yeah, I think it's a combination of of the 80s sounding music and yeah. the um raisins are in like a city that's uh, that feels more of that 80s vibe. Yeah. I think it is definitely interesting and telling, I guess in a way that so much of like the Rankin Bass stuff is kind of rooted in a lot of white ideas of traditional what stuff used to look like. And that is the stuff that we as Americans are like primed to see as timeless. Yes. I I do think that there is something of a more dated element to this, to the claymation Christmas than 
than like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer just because it sets itself some in urban environments and has uh, more of more of the 80s kind of. Uh, I don't know if doo- if a- doo-wop is 80s, but there's definitely just a lot of that kind of sound of, of the era. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting the way yeah. that we think about what feels timeless and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, but definitely there's a lot of this that feels very 80s. I think it's very charming, certainly, yeah. um, but it definitely feels very of the 80s. And then I think the watching it not not as a broadcast, like calling itself, calling out the commercials, yeah. but then not then just coming right back. Right. Uh, in, a, in a way where, you know, if it's like a sitcom or something, sure, there is a pause or whatever, but, but it's not like, we'll be right back kind of thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not that it's bad, but, but like you can, you can tell. Definitely. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in, in here? Um, I guess, I guess not the first time he's fat phobic because then Herb is coming at him with a bell and that's funny. One of the times where, where Rex is being, uh, fat phobic to him. I'm not, I'm not sure which exactly, but. I think it's for me the last scene where he's so big. Yeah, I think so. uh, Like them leaning into it of like, you know. Rex is chiding him because if he didn't, yeah, this what this is what happened. Yeah, 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 and and mine too. That last scene because again it shows him bursting out of his clothes and then again really putting him down for that because you know even to it, it the irony to me is you have a lot of people overeating and indulging which again is very typical of the hot holidays for everyone but even. In the show, like uh, the 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 sleigh of pigs and all, and no one else is being being ostracized. I mean, you probably you probably are supposed to find the pigs gross, but yeah, yeah, because they're wallowing. That's I think true. they're. I think that's not absent from the pigs. Yeah, um, but that's yeah, fair. yeah. What was your favorite scene in the movie? And we're just we're talking more scene because we will have segment. So mm. if it is. If it is, like, something in We Three Kings, like, maybe a more specific part of it or whatever other segments rather than the whole segment. I think maybe for me is then, if we're just going with that and not the whole segment, is the bell uh, in the bells with the with the bell that uh, once, from the time that he uh, had the fly that he had smushed and was going like, ew, and tossing it, then him trying twice to nab a mallet from another bell. I think I have to agree. That part really amuses <laughs> me. And just the way he's animated and the faces he's making, like, uh, like it's, it's good. Uh, he even tries to straighten up his tie to act yes, all innocent. When that guy looks at him, he's, 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 like, he's like, kind of does anything. I don't know. It's kind of like, it wasn't me. I don't know who's trying to take your mallet. Yeah, That's good. Is it the Inception part for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there there were funny moments in quite a few, but I think the most memorable is is the Bells. He has just a lot of character. And I was kind of afraid that it would keep interrupting the song. So I was very glad that after the first kind of hiccup, it moved forward. Yeah, the first one hear. where he was, like, doing air guitar was the only time the music stopped. Yes. Yeah. Because that's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> so it was nice to hear it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll agree. Who was your least favorite character in the movie? 
That's kind of hard in terms right? of like, I know like, because I, I really like Rex. I don't like that he was fat phobic, but I really right. do like Rex. Agreed. And none of these are really built on like an antagonist protagonist situation. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, do Wait, we what just do you like, mean? like like any of the interstitials? Are not the interstitials any of the shorts? They're just like celebrating things. This isn't. Well, I mean. Carol DeBell's is definitely antagonist attack. That oh, one definitely sure. is. And arguably the walrus one is too. I guess. So do you dislike the penguins? Are they evil? They are. They're funny though. These funny little guys. Do you, how do you feel about Herb? I do like, I mean, he's, he seems like a cool dude to chill with. He gets distracted easily, but man, me too. It's fine. <laughs> I guess if I had to say, though, I think he's always been my least favorite character, if you call any, like, real characters. I mean, and again, I don't dislike him. It's not like he's bad. But, and again, it, it's it's hard because I don't like that Rex is jabbing him about overeating, but I just like the character Rex so much. Um, so I, I, I guess I'll also go Herb. with Herb and more just, like, I'm not happy with some of the ways he's portrayed. So I guess I'll go with him more from a disappointment of the portrayal than from like not liking the character. Cause that's the best I can think of. I don't know. I think I, I'll go with the penguins. Okay. Just cause. Murder slow guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and, and refusing. Yeah. Like they could just leave. Yeah. They could just step off the ice until they're done skating. It's not going to be all day. Anyways. <laughs> Who was your favorite character? I Even though he upsets me with his fat phobia, I do have to go with Rex personally. Just uh, the voice. What's his? Um, Tim Connor. No, Tim Connor's Herb. Uh, Johnny Counterfeit is uh, Rex's voice actor. I, I really enjoy his delivery and the way he's animated and stuff, the way he has to move his hands as he speaks. He's fun. He feels like a, like a, a, re- a real dude in a, in a lot of ways, uh, a dude who needs to get some lessons on why you shouldn't hate fat people. But like, I don't know. Is Johnny counterfeit his real name? My guess is no, but who knows? Why? Why can't you put your name on this? My guy, who knows? I like his name is uh, voice acting though. That's fair. I'm also going to agree, Rex. I've just, and again, just like, I love how he talks out the side of his mouth. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, like, I don't know if the interstitials time-wise equal up to the time of a segment. But there is more of a, an arc, I guess, with Herb and Rex than... The segments themselves with the other characters. Yeah. Like, maybe Carol of the Bells... So it's hard to choose off of, off of those. Like it's it's hard to choose a character from the segments rather than the the very from the interstitials. Definitely. Um. So yeah, I I think I'll have to agree, even though uh, he was a jerk sometimes. The the animation that went into Rex, uh, the voice, the character there, is is entertaining and interesting. And you said that this is the first time that they like talked. I think so. Yeah. I'm very curious what their other, uh, iterations were like. Me too. And I will be looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> this 
uh, special had a bunch of music in it and it was also kind of an anthology. So go ahead and tell me what your favorite segment and piece of music was. If they're one and the same, easy. If they're two separate, that's also fine. So least favorite, then favorite? Least favorite right now. So least least favorite segment and song. If they're one and the same, cool. If they're not, also cool. Yeah, I think... I think it's the same, and I will go with the uh, Christmas tree. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, Children choirs are fine um, and can be great, maybe in some circumstance, but I I wasn't. They were perfectly fine here, but I don't care a whole lot. And uh, notably, it is the only song left off the soundtrack, so. Yeah, the animating, the more human like characters, like the beginning kids. It's rougher. I feel like I I didn't think it looked as good as some of the more designed characters like the Raisins, like the Walruses. Yeah. But they had other characters. Like they, did, the, they did have the Three Kings that I think looked pretty good. They did look very good, actually. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, you know, as they were in, uh, inceptioning into other houses, they had like a gingerbread snack situation. I think my favorite one was probably the elves doing their little workshop thing. Yeah. Out of that bit. Yeah, there was like magically like yeah. a wand to make a, a figure and then a wand to make it a teddy bear and a machine that wraps stuff. But yeah, I think I'd say that's my least favorite segment overall. Like, it's fine, but yeah. I just if something has to be the weakest, I think it is. I think so. Um, from music and segment standpoint. I'm going to make it unanimous. You know, it used to be... Um, what is the song that was with the church and they did the different Joy animation? To the world. Joy to the world. But the singing in that is so really dynamic and the visuals are stunning, you know, and, and, and neat. So even though I do really like the, um, Oh, Christmas tree, the actual singing at children's choir is, you know, it's again, fine. It, I mean, it's fine, but it's just, you know, it wasn't just to the level of so many of the others. Yeah. And I do like the idea, though, of it going into the ornament, into the tree. I always thought that was neat. But I do agree that some segments of it going into the tree were better than others. So, yeah, yeah. I will I will agree with you all. Yeah, I think those two songs are kind of vibe songs. Yes. Um, And and of them, I definitely like Joy to the World better. Uh, oh, also, I guess, since I was mentioning what's on the soundtrack, Angels We Have Heard on High is on the soundtrack, but it's a completely new version. It's not an instrumental like it was in here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite segment and or song? Fairly easy for me. I mean, it is a... I will say I absolutely love the California Raisins and Rudolph, but just always been my favorite because it just was so incredible, was the We Three Kings. I love that contrast between the classical singing and the kind of doo-wop. I love even the animation and, um, you know, the seriousness of um, and the passion that the kings are singing their part and then the chill, cool vibe and even the tennis shoes, the different tennis shoes of the camels. And then, like Valerie mentioned, even they're coming together at the end and kind of joining vibes you know and 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 style together i love i love it yeah same uh we three kings is like one of my favorite like church christmas songs whatever you want to call it i've always loved that song and i really love this version of it going back and forth between more classical singing and doo-wop uh it's great and i've always enjoyed the segment and the looks of those camels and kings also (laughs) so yeah it's my favorite uh I i do definitely have a 
I think I appreciate the the California Raisins version of Rudolph even more than I used to. Like, I do, I think it's a really good version. Yeah, We Three Kings, I think, was was the best one. Song, maybe that's a bit hard. It's it's really good, though. And Segment was was very fun. There's lots of good details there. Uh, and then the, the, the movement of the camel heads, there was, uh, like synchronized dancing with the camels. And then there was a scene where they're like dipping their head and, and it, it was very cute. Yeah. But of of course, California Raisins, they get a, a good, a mention here. That one was very fun. The framing device was, was silly of like, oh, we can't leave the bus left. Yeah. Uh, so let's sing this song and make us Santa and the reindeer so we can fly away home, I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Joy to the World was also really good. Yeah. That different style, I can see maybe as a kid it being more disengaging, but it really was lovely. It really is lovely. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I'm sure there's some kids who like it, but I think that one's more for us with better, more refined tastes. Uh, it feels like the uh, Fantasia, like, abstract one. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the the segment-wise, Carol of the Bells was really funny. It was. Yes. <laughs> I, I, Carol of the Bells is also one of my absolute favorite Christmas songs, and this is, it's a perfectly fine version, but it's not the music that I really love that segment for. That's a nice backdrop to it. Yeah, like, Quasimodo, the conductor, the scenes with him, I, I think are have a lot of care, like his hair is moving and then how he's uh, conducting the song itself. It's funny. Yes. I don't know if you could fit Tim Curry in here, honestly. So, because <laughs> really it's mostly these two guys talking and like most of the segments don't really have talking I... and all the other characters that talk are like bit characters. He would be another guy in the city square singing <laughs> like... A here we come a warbling or something. <laughs> Some sort of bird. I love that. Just him. Thank you. Thank you for that. I love that. <laughs> and he has an incredible voice, so he, he, of he course. didn't wear it. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Yeah, for for this holiganza, this is the best of the bunch, obviously. Yes. I will recommend it. It's a solid little how long is it? It's like 24 minutes. Yeah, like like episode block length. Uh, it's half an hour with commercial, so without, yeah. Yeah. Is it on anywhere? Um, I don't think so. There's a DVD you could buy off Amazon, I think. All right. So, yeah, if if, if you have the DVD or, or if it's, if you're interested, I don't think it would be a, a bad investment because the songs are really... They're good songs. Claymation. It's fun. It looks good. So yeah, I, I would recommend it. I will give it um, a 3.5. I think it's a... It can be watched every year. I think you'll enjoy it. Rex's jokes are annoying. And maybe not... I wish they would be more in the background, but the kind of end is a stinger is that. So if, if you don't like that, that's understandable. Yeah, I think your mileage will vary on how much that bothers you. Yeah. But there are some really good segments. I wonder if you can find some of the segments on, like, YouTube or something. Probably. Um, I mean, you might even find the whole thing on YouTube. Uh, but, but yeah, if you the segments, individual ones, I think it's worth a watch. I would agree that I would absolutely recommend it. I think it's just a wonderful, just a wonderful holiday 
wonderful little watch and um, it's such a good vibe. I agree that I, I do wish that as great as they make Rex that they, you know, didn't have um, the fat phobic jokes. I'm going to also give it a, a 3.5 and um, I, it's just super fun, super great way to end our holiganza. Let's make it unanimous. 3.5. Yeah, it's just, it's very fun. There's there's some issues, but it's just such a fun thing to watch. And I think, like, stop motion animation is such a fun medium in general. And then claymation is such a fun offshoot, like, kind of specific branch of it that, that I don't see enough. And I, and I love kind of Will Vinton's style that... Um, it feels markedly different from like Rankin Bass's house style um, and a really and or even I guess another one that I think of uh, very clearly in that genre is, is like Wallace and Gromit. Like all three of those styles feel very distinct. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a shame that it feels like Will Vinton's style is much less known. It feels like his stuff doesn't get as much uh, play and put out there into the world for modern people to see as much as it should. So we're encouraging you to go check out more of his stuff because this one's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on this awesome holiganza. Again, we hope you're having a wonderful holiday with lots of family and friends and just good vibes. (laughs) And I would love you to also join any Wednesday at 7 p.m. Me on Twitch. Uh, You would look for Nana Critter. N-A-N-A-C-R-I-T-T-E-R. And 7 p.m. on Wednesdays, I play Final Fantasy IX. And my wonderful daughter and daughter-in-law will be in the chat. It's my first playthrough. I create voices. Sometimes I don't remember which voice I did for some main characters, but I try. Um, But no, and it's, you know, have lots of reactions because, you know, it's my first playthrough. And Sometimes things get to me and I even cry. So, <laughs> but anyway, would love for you to join me any Wednesday at 7 p.m. And next time, I mean, in the next time where it would seem like anyone would come out, we will be off for the holidays. Um, but next time at the beginning of next year, uh, we'll be coming back with a pre-Ghibli movie um, directed by Asao Takahata. Um, and I and I think also based on a series uh, on a like television series maybe or or manga series. Not entirely sure. I'll be doing my research closer to it, but I'm very curious about it, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. All right. All right. Join us then. Bye. Yeah, bye. Love, Love y'all. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. 
Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening! Warm snot. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna hear Snyder. <laughs> oh, cider, apple cider. I mean, we're not gonna put well, this in. Yeah, I should put um, that out, but. <laughs>